Welcome to another episode of the Physically Jacked and Financially Stacked podcast. Today, it's a pleasure to have Mr. Shane O'Sullivan. Uh, Shane is an online coach. He's part of the Seven Figure Scaling Systems Mastermind and uh, is an amazing guy I've met out here in Dubai. Incredibly passionate about fitness, business, being jacked and being tanned. So I thought it'd be a great guest to share his experience and come onto the podcast. So thank you very much for being here, Shane. Thank you. Uh, just like a Cheesecake Factory date, except no burgers and chips. Yeah, we, people aren't supposed to know about that, but we, all we eat is chicken and rice, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, you have a very interesting story, Shane. So, and I know it'd be very inspirational. So a lot of people know my backstory in terms of I went from being like an estate agent five, six years ago to building one of the biggest online fitness businesses in the world. What's your background in terms of where you came from in Ireland? Okay, so probably heading back like um, 13 years. You know, you said it before, you started stuck in the matrix. So the nine to five slug of a bank. Um, I spent, so I spent actually three years in a car dealership selling cars and then I moved on to a bank so I worked 13 years in the bank while training so that was my background I was always in the financial industry the financial sector um, so not a lot of people know that they think just to go trains but yeah banking was my uh, was my gig and what was the caveat for you coming out of the banking system um, so I think there, there's multiple things number one I was sick of being a slave to somebody else, right? You know, I was sick of being, um, you know, on on the watch, you know, on the joystick, as people say, you know, your lunch break here, being at this time, we need this, we need that, we need this. And I got to this stage in my life, Charlie, where I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm too old for this. I'm too old to be taking, you know, taking orders from people, you know, listening to this and we need to do more and you bring your best on a Friday morning to these meetings. Phenomenal week and it's not good enough. And I said... This life isn't for me, you know. And you know, I, I think things were things were a lot different back then, you know, because you know, because you came from the same background. It's um, social media wasn't a thing, you know. I'm not going to say influencer, but like online coaching wasn't a thing. We were kind of almost railroaded into thinking, okay, we're going to get a job, we're going to work a nine to five, we're going to get a pension, we'll get a mortgage, we'll be secure, we'll have the family, and that's your life set up, you know. We'll we'll, we'll hire, purchase the car, done, you know, and. That was it, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't, a, I think it wasn't a choice. I just, I, I just kind of, I, I forged into that pathway. Um, but as time progressed and social media got bigger, and I always had a passion for, you know, for training, for fitness. Um, I saw avenues and I, I thought, you know, guys were doing well. And I said, I think, I, I think I can do something here, you know, but it's not easy. You know, when you've been there that long in, 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 in one, um, one environment, it's hard to come out of it, you know? Um, so yeah, took the plunge. What was the the major? Was there any defining moments for like, for me? I remember there's a couple of things, right? It's ironic like I moved to Dubai because I mean the first time I made some money, I saved some money for my PayPal account from online coaching. This yeah. might be like 2017, yeah. And I paid for a trip to Dubai for me and my partner for my PayPal account, yeah. And I was like, this is fucking baller. I just paid for a holiday to Dubai for online right. coaching. So yeah. I was like, this is sick. Love it. And then ironically, I end up moving to Dubai four or five years later full time, and it's funny how things come out of full circle. But yeah, that for me was a big thing. And then suddenly when I started making more money from the side hustle and the main gig, yeah. I was like, maybe I should be just going and do this full time. And the most powerful moment of my life I'll always remember is when I walked out my full time job and then my boss called me saying, you have to come back. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah. I, I'm not coming back. And then I was literally, that's the moment I realized as long as I don't ever fuck up again yeah. and I back myself, yeah. I never actually have to listen to anyone else. Yeah. And I can do what I want when I want on my, um, with who I want on yeah. my own terms. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's funny, right? Because, um, you say defining moments, and uh, I remember, um, I think it was when I gave up my, my banking job, I think it was 20, uh, New Year's Eve, I think it was 20, 2018, and uh, there was one moment, um, like five minutes before we left, closing at three o'clock, the bank, right? 
and again, like uh, you know, they they used to they used to mock me in the bank because they used to say, "Look, you're you're a part time," and I, I had a responsible role as business manager there, um, part time banker, full time athlete. And I loved it; like it was great, you know. Because I was out, like you know, when I was doing marathons, I was doing 100, 100 miles a week. I was, um, you know, coming to my day job. I was waiting to get out and train again in the evening. Um, but when you talk about defining moments, there was one moment on New Year's Eve back in twenty eighteen. It was the last day. And I remember I had an argument with with one of the staff. It was just the most ridiculous uh, argument. Two minutes, I think about two minutes to three when we were closing up. And I said, I can't do this anymore. And I, I went into I, I literally went into the in, into the into the into my office. I unloaded the locker. I closed the fucking thing and I said, I'm never coming back here again. Never. I came home to Joanna. She was delighted. No, that left another problem. I had no job, you know. Um I was coaching guys on the side, but you know, you, you know what? Joanna was amazing back then because she was like, I'm working. You go train full time. You know, she gave me the, you know, she gave me the wings to fly. She was like, this is what you want to do. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So That's an interesting story. Do you think without Joanna's backing of that, you would have done that? Oh, no. Like how, how many, like how many wives or girlfriends would support their partner saying, I'm packing in my job to go training full time. Because that's what I did. I literally trained full time at CrossFit for one year with the, with the hope of either opening a gym, um, or like just going to you know going to some kind of space where I, that allowed me to train, but like there's there's no I don't think there's any any female right in the head, um, but I thought she saw you know she saw an avenue and she was like we can do this you know um, so yeah it was all part of the plan but amazing you know do you think having a supportive partner is one of the main things that's got you where you are now yeah yeah hundred um, percent like I often say like with Joanna um, like I'm the monkey at the front you know they they pop me out the front and. You know, people think I'm the hybrid physique, but Joanne is, you know, she's the, the master behind. She's, you know, she's controlling everything. She's got all the systems done. She looks after everyone. Like, you know, obviously I have my own roles within, you know, important roles within the business. But without Joanna, you know, I, I suppose that cog, um, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be where it is. You know, we wouldn't be where we are. You know, she's been a, like a fundamental part of this, like really has, you know. I think one of the things a lot of people don't understand when it comes to business, they see the highs but they don't sometimes see the yeah. lows of like the shit that goes on and that's yeah. as your business gets grows and creates more success the highs become more extreme the lows become more extremes and that's something you have to learn to deal with mm. uh, and it's something i've found challenging as my career has progressed mm. what have some of the lows been for you i know one of them was you opened started opening a gym <sighs> being stone broke and a failed gym opening so like running back i suppose to to that time when um i gave up uh, my job and I just, like, I'm not going to be the guy who turns around here and said, I gave up my job because I want to help people. I want to help people. I was coaching guys and like, but that wasn't my goal. It wasn't to build, you know, to, to drive onto a seven-figure, you know, business where we could change the life. All I wanted to do was train. I just wanted some avenue to allow me to train. I just want to train every day. That's all. That's all. Because I love training. Um, as silly as that sounds, if someone said to me, Shane, you can have 500 pounds a week for the next 10 years and you've got to train full-time, I'd be like, sign me up. Um... But obviously things change as you go, you know. So the idea there was to open a CrossFit gym, okay? So I I suppose after that year, um, we kind of took a proactive kind of, I suppose, proactive measures in order to, to open a gym, right? Um, the Hybrid Physique Project was actually formerly known as Gorilla Strength. That was actually a CrossFit-affiliated um, brand, okay? So it was affiliated. We, we, we did everything, right, that we needed to do to actually open a CrossFit box. The last thing was actually locate a premises, right? We're at this for months. This is, this is my passion. This is what I wanted to do. Um, so found a premises. Um, funny story. Got everything fitted out. Had builders in, bank loans to you know sorted. 
the, the, the original fit out was what 80k with everything it was a big investment and um about two two days before um about two days before we signed the contract i think the second or third lockdown hit and like it just fell apart and i was like, like at the time nothing worse you know I didn't, I didn't have an income. I didn't, like, Joanna was working, and it was in the time of, of COVID as well, so her hours were sporadic. She was doing, you know, Joanna's a psychologist. Um, and, yeah, it was just the worst thing in the world. I couldn't believe how, like, I've put so much time into this, um, so much effort, got everything we paid for affiliation within, you know, it's not three grand. Everything was just, I, I put everything into it, and I just failed. And it's, look, we can look at it again maybe in six or seven, eight months. I was like, okay, it is what it is. Um, yeah, but that was low. That was low. Um, what would you say is the lesson you learned from that? Because I think from every um, shit thing that happens, there's always something you learn in hindsight. I think um, just stay in the fight. Don't give up. Stay in the fight. I say it to everyone, stay in the fucking fight. You know, I say it to all my clients, they're like, oh, I can't do this. You have to stay in the fight. No matter how bad things are, pick yourself up and drive on. Good things will happen. It, the wheel will turn. But we just have to you stay in the fight, you know? And that was it. We like f At that point in time, it was out of out of our control, and what I'd say to people is, you can turn this, you can turn, you can turn anything around. You know, we showed up, we still trained every day, we showed up, and you know, opportunities when you're positive and you do good things, opportunities come your way, and you have you have to think that way. Um, but yeah, there's there's a way back from everything, and I do know that when you're at your fucking lowest, when you are at the bottom, the pit of the rabbit hole, there's only one fucking way up. That's it. And that motivates me, right? You know. I think one of the truest things as well is when your back's against the wall is often when yeah, like, creativity is the max and you've got no fucking choice, right? What you got? What you when, got? When your back's up against it and yeah. you're, like, you're, you're starting to shit it is when yeah. the, like, the rubber meets the road. It's time to fucking oh, go and you have to fucking work it out. And a sick, twisted part of me quite likes that. Yeah. When everything's I love going, it. When everything's going too well sometimes, yeah. I'm always excited for the next thing to fix, which yeah. is a really weird entrepreneurial mentality to have, but it's a challenge. And yeah. I think life is very much all about overcoming the challenges set in front of you oh. and... In particular, when you run your own business, one of the biggest things is that you're always going to have like new challenges and shit's just constantly going to go wrong. And it's yeah. just getting used to that roller coaster and it's just waiting for what's coming next. Yeah, waiting for what's coming next. It, it, it's true. Um, do you know it's like it's like a workout when you're stuck in the depths of a workout. The last thing you want to do is pick up that bar. You got to pick up the fucking bar. That's it. You know, um, you got to do what needs to be done. And like that, yeah, when your back is against the wall, it, it shows true character. What have you got? Um, so yeah. And that's uh, the expression of like separates the men from the boys. And that's yeah. why I often think it's like you can sit in training as well. Cause you see when people just fucking flake out and give up. Like you're training someone, yeah. they get to eight reps and they just stop. And like, where the fuck was that? You're like another five. Mm. And like, oh, I'm done. And he's like, you're not done yet. Like, get back in the fucking seat and keep going. Like, yeah, yeah. People have so much more than they're yeah. capable of. And people don't understand that until they're put in an environment where people are going to push them and going to be at a higher level than them. It's going to drag them up. And I think. That's one of the most important things and something that I'm seeking in my life right now is mm. people are maybe a little bit ahead of me, so then they're going to pull me up to their level rather than me trying to pull everyone up to my level, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point, you know. Um, and when you talk, and I know I'm kind of going sideways on this, but like, you know, if you really want to progress and build and it's, it's, it's about, you know, getting in there with people who can who can raise you up, you know, and who can who can pull you along on the journey, you know. Because it's not for everyone, you know. It's, 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 it's not like, and it's, it's a hard road, you know, you know, you've built one of the, you know, the most successful fitness business in Europe. It's not easy, but people will look at it and they think it's easy. Um, but you have to have the right people in the right seats and the right people helping you and dragging you along. And you know, you know I think that's where 
entrepreneurship's been over glamorized, I think, to some degree. Mm -hmm. And it's not for everyone, I think. And I can see it in people as soon as I speak to them straight away. It's like, you're not cut out for this. Mm -hmm. Just from the questions they ask and the way they answer them, like, I know straight away. And you can, something train, you can look, you look at someone's eyes, you know they fucking got it and they're not got it. Oh, yeah. And that's. Um, you know he's done yeah, before yeah, you even that, start. That's something people are either built with or they're not built with. And like, when it comes to entrepreneurship, a lot of that is risk tolerance because no risk and no reward is a very true thing when it comes to business. You have to be willing to try something yeah. um, in expecting it's probably going to fail. But I'll try 10 things, ten or, like nine might fail, but one might be fucking killer. Yeah. In a business, you can hit one home run that's equivalent of like a thousand home runs. And as soon as you do that, yeah. you suddenly realize you don't have to win everything. You just have to win one that's such a big win that it fucking wipes out everything else. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a great point. It's... um. It's, you know, like entrepreneurial has been, entrepreneurship has been absolutely um, glamorized, but it's, it, you know, it's what happens behind the scenes, you know, it's what happens behind the scenes. And you're the same, right? Every day is laden down with stress and you're going to have nine bad days for one good day. You know, you'll have one good day. Every other day is empty leads, bad calls, um, you know. People not showing up for calls. People not showing up for calls, you know, systems, something is down. Um, problem with some client eating a frog, you know, it's just constant. But people don't see that, you know. Um, so it's, 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 it's not for everyone. I, I realize that, you know, I want to pack into business. You know, we go through things. There's one or two points in every day you said you probably want to pack into business, you know. I, I can't do this anymore. But, you know, they quickly pass and, and we move forward, you know. And that, that reminds me of one of my favorite sayings, and it's, uh, I thought about this a lot when I was getting divorced. It's like, it's not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about yeah. learning to dance in the rain yeah. because everything that shit's going on, if anyone's struggling right now, yeah. it will come to an end. Like yeah. you just need to keep putting in the daily actions and thinking about what, like what outputs of what you do every day creates the end result. Yeah. Focus on just keep doing those and you will get momentum. Yeah. Where I see people go wrong is where the same happens in fitness. People get discouraged and then they stop doing the outputs to get the result in the first place and it comes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's where it's so true in terms of what you think about you will become. And that's, when I actually was in the Maldives, I, I read uh, six books in four days. And one of the books I was actually read was Where's Watson's one, which was, there was a lot of swearing in, but it just kept hitting home on like a positive mental attitude. Yeah. And since I come back, I feel very refreshed. And whenever I'm getting a bit of a shitty mood, I think PMA, PMA, like just be positive and then positive things will come to you. A hundred percent. You know what, that's, that's one of the things, because it's easy to kind of, Especially when you have your own business and there's a lot going on, you, you, you know, a bad day you can't just turn around. You have to, um, you have to keep that positive. You know, you have to keep doing the same, the same, the same, you know, same process, do the same actions, and it does turn around. But going back to what you said there uh, previously about, you know, taking risk, taking a chance, going in, going hard, going heavy. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a big thing, you know. And that's why I think it's one of the most exciting things about life, though, is you don't necessarily know how it's going to pan out, and. Yeah rather than being worried what if it goes wrong or what if what if it goes right so yeah. for example like we both come from corporate backgrounds right yeah okay what if i left my job and it went really shit i just go back to being a state agent i'm in the same fucking position as the first place yeah what if it does go right i get to live the life of my dreams move to dubai travel around the world do whatever i like 100 percent. so what would you rather prefer take a chance mm. take a chance and you know it, for both of us we we embrace those 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 chances like you have nothing to lose. What's the worst case scenario? I end up in this situation again where I'm not happy. I want to train. Like I, like I haven't got a life of abundance or freedom. You know, freedom is you know people talk talk about um, you know what's the most important thing. You know, financial. You know, f you know, build up this you know very successful financial business. Freedom, freedom to go get up in the morning if I want to train if I want to work. That that for me is a was a massive thing. You know, 
And like, obviously financial freedom is another thing, but just let's start with freedom, you know, getting up, not being answering to anyone. And that's, we, we both come from those backgrounds where people are telling us, you know, come do this, do this, do this, you know, and just to be in a situation where I don't do that. I tell people what to do now, you know, and that's, that, that's it. Um, yeah, but taking a chance. What would you say is one of the biggest things, obviously you moved from Ireland to Dubai. What, yeah. A, what's the reason why and how do you think that's changed you or helped you? Um, oh, okay. So like not a lot of people would probably know that um, this month is actually the second anniversary of the Hybrid Physics Project. So we're only actually, I think it probably was maybe two years ago that we were acquiring our first set of clients. Like while we had all the experience and training, I was coaching guys as well through the years on the site, but in terms of actually formulating the online platform, it was, it's two years um, so we were six months into um, six months into actually having the business when we decided to move to Dubai, which is it was kind of bold, it was aggressive. Um, and I remember at the time, um, my mentor at the time kind of said to me, "Look, what what you're doing is is great, but it's just not it's it's not it's not inspiring anyone." Uh, like I was sitting in the apartment, I was um, I was walking to the gym, I was walking back, um, and that was it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't. A, it wasn't glamorous, it wasn't, not that it has to be glamorous, but it wasn't inspiring anyone. It's not taking a chance, not, it's not getting in training with other guys, meeting you, um, you know, meeting other guys that are going to are gonna bring you to the next level. You know, I was kind of at 11, there's no point in being the biggest fish in the, you know, I go into the gym, fit the strongest guy, I'm like, it's not right, you know, you need to go in and be there, hanging out the back door, these guys, you know. So we had a conversation and um, Dubai was kind of like, Dubai was kind of kicking off. Dubai was kicking off, um, it's a great place to be. Um, great opportunities of training and uh, networking, uh, like-minded people. Like it's very, you know, you know, people want, it's busy, it's stressful. People want to progress. Um, everyone's on it every day. So I came out here. Um, we actually came out here for for two two months to see what it was like. Um, and I think within about three weeks, I was like, look, let's move the business over here. Let's do it. There was little, very little thought to it, you know. Um, went home, packed up and said, look, we, we need to do this. We need to do this because again, right? The, the, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? We're going to stay in Ireland. We're going to, you know, we're going to make X amount of money. We're going to train, be the best in our gym, or we can get out here. We can meet new people. We can leverage the business. We can, you know, create massive amount of opportunities out here. Um, but, but I was, I'm not going to say I was pushed into it. I was, um, again, somebody said to me, look, mentor, uh, you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to do better. You need to do better. And it was the greatest thing at the time, you know, it put me out of my comfort zone because it was, it was a stage where I was like, oh, will we, won't we? And we took it and look, look, look what happens, you know, take chances and, and you don't know what's going to happen, you know. And I think it's one of the things is you've got to jump with both feet, whereas I think sometimes people want to try and keep one foot in the boat whilst one foot on the beach. And Can't it's like, it. if, you, if you already have that approach and you've got a plan B, then it's probably going to fail because you're not fully committed to what yeah. you should be doing. Yeah. And like for me, when I came here, I fucking burnt everything. I'm I'm all in like the rocket ship to the moon, or <laughs> if the rocket's going to blow up. Like yeah, and that's always been my mentality. And part of that, I one of the things I've learned is to think about the real worst case scenario. Say so I lost everything financially, I really fucked up big time somehow. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, my parents live in Marbella in Spain. I would just go and live with them, yeah. and I live in Marbella, and I just get trained being the sun anyway. So it's like, okay, that, that, that's, not, that's not that bad. I like just PT people and live there. So the reality is, what am I actually afraid of? And when you start to break down, what's the worst? case scenario yeah it's never really that bad it's never really that bad you know um like again if you you, you have to go with the two feet in you know i remember actually when, when, when we landed when we landed in dubai uh, we can't we couldn't find our accommodation um we got a street name but the street was like two miles long so we're in a taxi for like two hours um trying to find the the the, the actual hotel couldn't find it so I remember it was quarter to five i was just after a long flight i was sitting on um i was sitting on the suitcase eating two grenade bars i was thinking 
looking up, I was like, fuck Joanna, what the fuck did we do? Maybe I should be back home. But you know what it is? It was one of those moments I was like, I'm here now. Let's fucking go. Yeah. You know, let's do it. You've committed. I think uh, that commitment is one of the things that will see you through. Yeah, 100% with, with everything, you know, and it's, it's not just, it's not just business, it's training. You know, you have to, you know, pick your goal. What are you, what are we doing? And go for it, you know, and don't waver off that, you know. To come into some training questions, what does training mean to you? Um, oh, I mean, if you asked me this two years ago, I'd probably say life. Training is life. It still is, you know. Training is huge for me. Um, you know, I started training. Um, I'm thirty. I'm thirty nine next week. I probably started training um, probably when I was fifteen or sixteen. Training for me, probably for the first, um, you know, was that like 23, 20 year, 23 years ago, I think, um, was a lot different. You know, there was no Instagram, there was no YouTube, there was no Facebook. Um, you go into the gym and you just do what you think you can do, right? There's no education there. Um, but training has always been a massive part of my life. It's always anchored whatever I do. Like I find if I train well, business is good. If I train well, my work was good. If I, if, if I was happy in training, my relationships were good. Everything was kind of hinged on training. Probably not a good way to be. Um, and it still is a little bit like that, if I'm honest. Like it does. Um, tra- yeah, it, it is the anchor to my day on a daily basis, no doubt. Um <sighs> Like it has taken a little bit of a back step over the last probably two years because business has come in. That's my priority, you know. Um, but I think, you know, maybe towards the end of the year, I'm going to start challenging myself again across, you know, fitness events and competitions. I want to start doing that. Um, but it, like it, it, it does anchor my life. Training does. It keeps me, keeps me level, you know. How do you find the mindset you have from training and carries over into a business? Oh, Amazing. Like, I mean, I th- like I always talk about, like, um, you know, like uh, having this, like, high-performing mindset right across all levels. I feel like, like, for me, if I'm dominating training, if I'm going out and dominating runs, if I'm a beast in the gym, I'm lifting heavy, I'm going to come home, I'm going to fucking dominate business. I'm aggressive on the calls. Let's fucking go. Come on, motivate it. And then if I take a step back and I'm just, you know, going through the motions of training and, you know, it just kind of passes on to my life, slow-paced business so for me and, and I think for a lot of people you have to try and perform high level across all areas you know high level you know you have to be pushing the boundaries you're the same you know we had this conversation you know you push it to the extreme when you were shredded in Romania you know within an inch of your life extreme and that's that per- high performing mindset high performing actions around training you're the same does it reflect on business damn fucking right it does you know so that, and that's one of the, the beautiful things for me, and that's what I love about fitness, is that like you have complete control of that, right? It's mm. like, how fucking shredded can I get? It's completely within my control. Business, you have less like control. And I, one of the things that actually is going to make you most happy in life is what's called locus of control, and that's your mental belief in terms of how, contr- how much control you have over your life. Yeah. So when you start to feel like your locus of control is really strong and you can tr- control where you're going, yeah. you inherently be happier, more confident and you will actually then get more progress because you feel like you're in charge of your own destiny. Yeah. So having control of your own locus of control is one of the best things that people can have. And that's one of the things I try and, from fitness, always help people to get, and then now into the, the business aspects, helping people out as well. Mm. Because when you have absolute clarity of, this is where I want to go, and these are the steps to get there, you then have clarity of, okay, these are two to three things I need to think about every single day. Yeah. And one of the best things, like even since coming back to Maldives, I started writing down, I used to do this differently, but I changed it recently, is that I'll write down, I am worth X amount of money. I uh, My net worth is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I have X amount of mastermind clients. I have X amount of fitness clients. I drive X car to the gym. So like you're speaking in present tense about yourself yeah. and then the language you speak about yourself is very powerful then will inherently become true because you start to believe it. Yeah. 
yeah, totally agree. Did you, you didn't train in the Maldives, did you? No, no, because I was sick. But <sighs> I worked my tan a lot other than getting horrendously sunburned. But, and this is actually a, a massive hack I'd recommend for anyone if possible, if you get your business to this point, is where mm. one of the worst things that happens in the world right now, and I became really aware of this from the second time I've done this, mm. is your inability to think for yourself. So your own thoughts aren't actually your own thoughts because your own thoughts that you're thinking about mm. are based upon what you've seen on social media, what someone said to you, what you've read somewhere. If you actually take all that shit away for four days, you don't read anything from like outside social media crap, you don't have anyone message you on WhatsApp, you can then actually start to get regain your own thoughts of like, where am I going in life? What do I really want? What's important to me? How the fuck am I going to get there? Yeah. When you start to get that back, it then gives you extreme clarity in terms of like, okay, this is where I'm going, this is where I'm coming from. I feel happy where I'm at, but this is the next step to get. And I think for anyone listening to this, if you've never done that before, I had four days, four or five days, no phone at all, and it was beautiful. And the same thing. Last I noticed year. you weren't on the stories. No, 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 like, nothing. You're okay, but you know what? You 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 said this like I truly believe because the first thing people generally do, right? And I used to do a lot. I've pulled back from it. Is you pick up your phone the first thing in the morning. You're automatically influenced. Your mindset is influenced by what you consume straight away on this thing, right? It's poisonous. Um, and, you know, I've muted 95% of people I follow. So I've only got a very select people that I'll see because that can benefit me education-wise. But you can pick up the phone, you can be influenced, and your your pathway might be, you know, influenced several, several times throughout the day from what you consume on this thing, you know? And I also think what happens inherently with that is comparison syndrome. So I don't give a shit who you are, like what level you are, like I get that, other people get there more advanced than me because you never look back, you only look up. So you feel inferior because you haven't achieved X, Y, or because you haven't got a certain car or because you don't look a certain way. And that's actually has a lot of damage to you in some respects rather than actually motivating. So I think a very important thing for anyone listening to this, if you have anyone who you follow who doesn't actually add value, then that's someone that I would try and alleviate from your life. To get rid of. To you. Yeah, that, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you know, I hate to say, but like, you know, you, you probably started training years ago when Instagram wasn't a thing. Training was a lot more pure, you know. Um, you, you you train for yourself, you know, um, not for the, for the Instagram or for, for other people, you know. Like, I, you know, I, I had this conversation with Joanna recently and I said, um, I said, I remember when I was doing a marathon, uh, one marathon in 2013. I was doing 100 miles a week, right? I used to get up in the morning, right? I used to get up at 6 o'clock. Um, sorry, I'll be up at half five. I'll be in the car at six and I'll be sitting ready to bang out 24 miles on a Sunday at 10 past six, right? On my own, no music, no phone, nothing, right? Just me, 24 miles. The watch, I can stop when the watch goes 24, right? There was no posting on social media. No one knew it. The only person who knew it was me. That was it. That was it. If I said to guys today, go out and train, do, do whatever training. You're not, you can't post about it, you can't tell anyone. Who's training for themselves? Nobody. Who's getting into stage condition for themselves? Nobody. You know, who's putting these miles in? Nobody. So people have to look at, look at that as well, you know? Uh, you know, it's... It's, it's, uh, it's what you do when no one's watching. No, exactly. But you can't fucking lie to yourself. You can't lie to because yourself. You, because you, you know whether you're you fucking... Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm the same. Like, I know... I don't know when I cheated on my diet and my prep, when I haven't gone out of bed to do work, or like when I haven't done it. Like, you inherently know, and that's ultimately setting yourself up for failure. But the more you become aware of that, the more you can start to control it yeah. and realise that... Again, you want your thoughts to be your own thoughts, not someone else's thoughts. That you're running 24 miles, taking a screenshot, and then putting it on Instagram yeah. stories. To like, people do it. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's it's nice to show people. Look, I'm working hard and putting the work. It does inspire people. Of course, it does. But are you really doing it for yourself? What's your why? What's your why? What's your why? That's the thing. Um, 
So yeah, look, we can question things on, on, on Instagram all day long. What's your thoughts on social media these days in, in terms I, of fitness? I think it's gone backwards a lot. And I, I, I don't know really how to quite put words to it, but I think everyone's like a fucking sheep and then copies everyone else. So like, uh, it's just like a roundabout of no one has anything new or different to say and it's repeating the same bullshit. And I think a lot of it's gotten quite stale in that respect. Mm. I also think some of the platforms don't help in terms of um, the way they're working, what gets rewarded more. I, I used to like Instagram more actually when you used to have more like images that were pushed and then like long form copy and text because people can talk more in terms of like the reality of things and text I think is important. But I think where so many people are going wrong now is they don't actually try and help people. So all yeah. the content I try and make on fitness wise is just like value for people teaching stuff yeah. rather than like, look how good I am, look how fucking strong I am, look how fast I am because that doesn't really help anyone. And if you're an online trainer looking to get clients, then the reality is, yeah, you want someone to be someone people look up to, but you also, if you give people away stuff for free that helps them, yeah. they'll inherently feel reciprocity back to you to then want to come to you for help because you've shown how knowledgeable you are. Yeah, and like that's a good point because if you think, if you take that mindset right of, of trying to help somebody, right? Because people need help, right? That, that's no doubt. Like we've, we've all been in a situation where we're not confident, we're not in a, a good place and we need somebody to help us, right? Um, you know, you help people grow their business because people need help, right? And they're passionate about it. And I think, yeah, people need to look at, at trying to help. If you have all this information and knowledge and you can actually genuinely help somebody, almost selfish not giving it to them you know give it to them like you know if i'm making my breakfast in the morning and, and sometimes i'm the same i don't i don't share stuff and you know if you, if you have some tips for people and you say look this might help you 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 know start your day better share it with them share it with them but uh, yeah people people have come away from that um that, like value sharing or giving it's all about um i don't know maybe massaging their own egos a little bit it's funny you said that because what you said then about giving away what you know is what I was hesitant to do for business for a long period of time. Yeah. Because, a, because I didn't want to be that guy fucking selling business coaching or any bullshit. Yeah. But then the amount of people now say, thank you so much. Yeah. Like, you've changed my life. You've helped me overcome X, Y, Z. And yeah. I'm like, that means more to me than anything. Because yeah. I was that guy four or five years ago who was stuck in the fucking merry-go-round, really stressed, anxious, didn't know what to yeah. do, didn't have any clarity on what to do next. Yeah. Whereas, like, I've been through all the hurdles of where everyone wants to, wants to go. I know where you're going to still get stuck. And I know what that feels like and looks like. Yeah. And unless you've been there in that situation, yeah. it's difficult for someone else to really give you advice. And that for me is like how I've progressed my career with everything is wherever I need help or whatever I want to achieve, I'll go to someone else who's done done exactly that thing because yeah. A, I'll listen to them because I'm respect them because they've achieved what I want. And B is that they'll understand exactly where I need help and they will have been through that process. Yeah. Same for you, like in terms of, or from a fitness aspect, like getting someone shredded or getting someone to be able to run a marathon, like you know what that feels like. Mm. So you can articulate in terms of, okay, when you get to mile 13, your legs are going to feel like they're going to fucking die. But this is oh, what you're in trouble then if it's at 13 or 17 or whatever. <laughs> you just need to keep going. If I was at mile three, I'd be fucked. Uh, but, but whatever it is, you just need to keep going. You can articulate that because you've been through a process. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to I don't want to forget this, right? This is something that I'm goddamn passionate about, right? And you know me, right? The one, one of the reasons I wanted to work with you is because you had done what you do, right? You had done it. You had built a fitness business. You had built the seven-figure fitness business, right? You knew, you knew how to do it, right? I'm the same. You know, we coach guys like marathons, track racing, Olympic, everything, right? Everything I've done, right? You see guys these days all over, you know? It is like I used to say, would you go to the toothless dentist to get your teeth done? No, you wouldn't. So why are you going to this guy? He hasn't even run a marathon. You're asking this guy for advice, Martin advice? 
You need to do 10K. You know what I mean? These guys are all over the place. Same as like fitness. Oh, I'm going to build you a seven-figure business. What have you built yourself? Uh, uh, no. Uh, yeah, you know. And the same thing, even I had the same thing with like fitness coaches listen to this. If you want to help guys like be jacked and be tanned or whatever, be jacked and be tanned. Be and they'll look up to like, because the, then it's proof of concept. You obviously know something that they don't know because you've achieved what they want. Yeah. And that's the reality is there's too many people who are trying to teach without actually knowing how to do it themselves. And there's one thing that's really, I was actually thinking about this in the car on the way here is that the difference in particular with business between theory and application is completely fucking different. Yeah. Now things theoretically I think is a great idea. Yeah. When you try and do it as a shit show, it just doesn't work. Congratulations, you read several books, yeah. but you can't fucking apply it yourself. Mm. What good are you to me, you know? Mm. And that's where I actually think fundamentally education is flawed now because education has become um, a game of memory retention, whereas we actually don't need that anymore. You've got any fucking answers, anything you want on your smartphone straight away, and ChatGBT can write you anything you want anyway, so why, why do you need a university degree in English, for example, because it's almost irrelevant in a lot of respects. And that's where I think the most important skills people need are actual personal development skills and then the ability to think critically about situations that are in front of them. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, totally agree. Um, and the, the, the industry is now is, is, is saturated with guys that are preaching a message that you can't do your, you, you yourself, you know? Um, and I, you know, I, I'm certainly keeping a PG, but I, I look across the board and... Do you know what drives me a little bit? Fucking drives me, right? I see guys, right? I see guys, like coaching guys, right? Incorrectly. And I, I look, I know people... Look, everyone is trying to do their best, right? And they're taking people's money for something you know fuck all about. And that drives me to get out and get after it. Because I need to look after these people to a degree, you know? Because like, these people are paying hard, hard on money, you know? Do you know, to, 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 to guys that, you know, guys haven't, like, you see a fella talking about building a chest. Man, he hasn't even built a chest. He's taking some other guy's money. I'm like, what? I need to help this fella. I need to get in there, you know? Um, but that's right. You're never, look, you're never going to win that battle, but it's just to be aware of it, isn't it? And you get the same thing. I get the same thing with business where I see people preaching the exact opposite of what I would do. So, like, one of the things I think a lot of times, like, if I had to start from scratch again, what would be the process of what I would do next? And what would it be? Uh, okay, so if, what would the if we, took, if we took everything off you? Okay, if, if no one knew who I had to start again, mm-hmm. what I would do... And no one knew Charlie Johnson. Yeah, I'd get in the fucking best shape possible. Yeah. I'd focus on just making viral content and I'd create as many conversations as possible. And then I would also um, find clients I could coach for free, get fucking insane results, showcase those results. Yeah. I reckon within three months I could get to 10K a month, probably less. I know you could. Actually, probably in a month, I reckon. What, what do you think the most important thing there is? Social, Number one, social pra- proof. Uh, social proof and practicing what you preach because mm. when you practice what you preach and you become your own hero and superstar, yeah. you then are authentic and people will look up to you. Whereas yeah. if you're a bag of bones yet you're trying to help people go from average Joe to Superman, like, ain't gonna fucking work. And it's the same thing in terms of business principle of like, you say you want to help people do X, Y, but you haven't done it yourself. Mm. You don't have to be Elon Musk, but like you have to have proof of concept. You understand how this works to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, how can you teach it? And one of the most rewarding things to me for fitness and for business, which I find most mentally stimulating, is actually teaching now because you can only really you only really understand something when you can teach it to someone else, mm. and that's a completely different thing than applying it yourself. Mm. And also learning how to articulate things so people can understand them and implement them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, just going back to that, in terms of social proof and, you know, obviously you said, look, it's being in incredible shape yourself. 
how important do you think for people, this is again for people looking to, to get up, is having the set of results? Because um, why I'm coming at this is because, yes, you can be in incredible shape, right? You, Charlie Johnson can be in incredible shape. But how, how, how are you going to get me in shape? You know, I mean, that's, that's where the social proof comes in. So you, how, how heavily weighted do you put that? these days i would say that's probably number one number one and tumble two number one is how how you look you don't have to be jap you have to be like you can't be overweight and be a fitness trainer right yeah. like your own working billboard yeah. um and then number two would be social proof of other people and yeah. again it doesn't have to be to like bodybuilding clients it just has to be to the people you're trying to help because all people want is reassurance that you've achieved the goal that that person wants with someone else yeah. And then, oh, look, you worked with Adam. He was also five stone overweight and was a banker. Mm. I'm sure Charlie could also help me as well. Yeah. And the best mindset you can have is trying to have the mindset of using clients to acquire more clients. When you get into that thought process, it's then just um, a matter of how good a result can you get with that client. And fitness is the best for that because if, for example, you were five stone overweight, you lose five stone in four to six months, for example, you go into work and I was like, what the fuck is happening to you? Oh, I'm working with this guy. Yeah. That's what happened to me at the beginning because I was killing it and such good results for people. Mm. People are like, Who, how are you doing this? And I'm like, oh, I'm working with Charlie. Most you should be chatting. Is Word of mouth. And, and that's, that's all you have to focus on doing is building a great product, great community, um, and leading by example. And then it's that expression. It's like, if you build it, they'll come. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, how would you look at people um, starting off and taking uh, clients for free to, to build? I think that's what I did. So yeah. I found people- How many? A uh, handful, maybe I do like one, one, one a month, one every two weeks. So like, do, people are too proud, right, mm, to yeah. work for free. Mm. So like for me, I take fucking loads of them. Do you handpick them, like people knowing that you can? Uh, yeah, and then some I wouldn't. So like, but a lot of the people who I would do for free would end up signing for a coaching program. So I could offer them a free month and then they start and they're really happy. Because if you, say for example, you join a coaching program, you lose two, three kilos in the first month. And you're like, oh, I hope you enjoy the trial, Shane. Um, would you be interested in working with me? I'm not going to say no, are they? They've got another like 10 kilos to go. Yeah. So it's actually a great strategy to acquire clients. And if you've got the time and you haven't got many coaching clients, what have you got to lose? Yeah, totally agree. Um, yeah, because that, that came up actually recently. Um, I was asked a question by somebody. And they said, would, I, would, would, uh, would they recommend taking on um, clients uh, like at a lower, lower price? It's a successful business, uh, you know, dropping down. Again, the ego thing comes in, you know, you have to... You have to, you take this person in, you might have multiple other uh, referrals, you know. Now that's the thing, like we've had clients refer us probably, a couple of them have been to mind, maybe 30 grand's worth of fitness coaching business from one client, mm. because we've done such a good job with them. They tell all their friends, their friends sign up, you get more clients off their friends as well, and it's like a merry-go-round and snowball effect. And I think unless you get the first client at the beginning and do a good job with them, mm. then you're not gonna get the start of the process. And also, if you're a new online coach or your business isn't growing that quickly, the more clients you have, actually the easier it is to acquire clients because you've got more stuff to share, more social proof to share. Like we have so many results coming through. We probably get five or six transformations a day. I can't share them all. Yeah. But I just bombard my social media. I good at, to be fair, they're, they're coming up on the news feed. Yeah, but like, but that's what you want to be. The point is you have so many results coming out yeah. that then people just naturally come into you. Yeah. Undeniable. Mm. And, that, and that's the goal of, for me, the weird goal I have with everything is that I want to tick all the boxes so then like unquestionably I know what I'm doing so like okay you've got you've got monster fitness business you also compete in bodybuilding you you're jacked and tanned you also then you understand business coaching you understand financing investing like yeah. got properties crypto all that other shit like yeah there's no reason you can't do all of that and the only reason people think you can't is because of their own limitations yeah do you know what this is I love this point as well because again this is something we spoke about um 
in depth about undeniable. And I think to a degree, when you're in the position that we are and you're, you're kind of leading from the front of your own business and you're, you're putting yourself on social media, right, you have to have that element of undeniability, you know, because people will question, you know, people will, will attack you, you know. Instagram is a mindful of keyboard orders. That's, that's just the way it is. So to be in incredible shape, to have an incredible business, to, you know, to be inspiring these people, have the community, to be investing in crypto, to be financially secure, come at me. You know, come the fuck at me. You know, what, what are you coming at me with? You know? And I think that's one of the reasons I actually delayed off <coughs> the business side of stuff for so long is because I wanted to be at the point that it was unquestionable. I obviously knew what the fuck no I was doing. No one can yeah, question you. Yeah. Like, I, not, I know what the fuck I'm doing. So it's like, yeah. it, it's irrelevant. You can say whatever you like. Um, and for me, that's my passion is helping people. And it always has been for fitness and for business because one of the most important things you need to understand if anyone listening to this is you don't know what you don't know. And like, I can say one thing to someone that completely changes their world. And for me, it's nothing, but it's, life is a game of skill acquisition. And the more knowledge and awareness you have of what's around you and what's going on, the further you can advance in life and the quicker. And that comes down to what you know, who you know in your network. Yeah. Reaching out for help. Reaching out for help, you know. Mm. Um, and, and people are very slow to do because people, like, some people in, in, in positions, they feel like, yeah, I know it all. And it's, it's coming down a step. And um, it's so, so important. And I, I don't think, Charlie, we, we would be where we, we, we are now without getting help, you know, from people, that, you know, like yourself who are just there to, 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 to bring, to, look at what we don't know, you know. I'm good at training. I'm good at training people. I'm good at coaching. The rest of it, I need help, you know. I need someone to, to guide me. And, and it's the same for me. So I'm, I'm, I always openly say I'm a product coaching. I've done, yeah. I was staging five years ago and I've done what I've done very quickly um, because I've worked with probably six, seven, eight different mentors in different specific fields Taking bits from everyone. to learn different skills from everyone. And I'm now in a process where I'm thinking, okay, who do I go to next to get to what, what I need next? The bigger your business gets, the more complicated it gets to some respect of what is the next thing I really need? And that's the point I'm at now is in terms of more I know what I need to do, I just need to execute in like attention to detail and have um, what is the most important thing is actual thinking time because everything you have right now in your life is because of your own thoughts. So hybrid physique project, your business, is because you sort, sat, thought, and came up with an idea of that. The more time you have to sit and think about yeah. Where am I going? What am I doing? And why am I going to build this business? And how is this going to look like? What should I do next twelve weeks? The better your business, the better your life will become. Yeah, thinking time. Mm. And you know what? It's it's so hard because there's so much noise out there. There's so many things happening, and I certainly, from you know, sitting down on my own, having a little bit of time, and, and, and being able to think, where are we going next? What's the pathway? What's the goal? How are we going to get there? What do I need help with? You know, where do we need support in different areas? Without that thinking time. You know, sometimes I go lock myself in the in the room away from Joanna, and she goes out. You know, and just total focus. Um, what would you say the number one, the number one thing that you did over the last five years that got you where you need to be? Put me around other people who were doing more than me. So I was the bottom of the run. But yeah, and that, and for me to see what was possible. So for, shout out to my friend Frank. You also know Frank. He's yeah. at the mastermind event. Yeah. I found out how much he was doing what he was doing. I was like, holy fucking shit, this is what's possible. Yeah. Because most people don't realize what's possible. In fitness. Question, yeah. And when you know what's possible, you're like, holy shit. Mm. Like I need to put my fucking foot to the floor and really go for this yeah. because there's so much more I can do. Yeah. And that's the reality. It's an eye opening. And then when you're in a group or a network or community where other people are striving for that, yeah. you then push and pull each other up to that level. And that's the most important thing for people to understand is you become the sum of the people you're around. So for me, the biggest thing that's helped me get to where I've been is always asking for help. Like I still ask people for help all the fucking time now. Mm -hmm. um, 
And the moment you think you know everything, you know nothing. Do you know what? I'm going to laugh, right? The one, th- the one thing that hit home about you, right? Um, this is before we started working together. Was we were at a, we were at a, a business event. This is before I knew you. And uh, there was talks from maybe someone like Frank. I, I can't remember. I think Frank was speaking at the event. And Charlie Johnson, he couldn't miss the, the haircut up top. He was taking notes. He was the only fellow up there taking notes. I was like, why? And everyone else is just sitting back, just nodding, having a coffee. This motherfucker's up here taking notes, asking questions. I was like, is he not that fellow who, you know, did all, all, you know, number one fitness, still learning, asking questions, looking for help? I was like, we need to be doing more here, you know? We need to be doing a hell of a lot more. The number one thing that will hold everyone back is ego. 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 But, and that's, and I was getting like that probably. Do you think it's a confidence thing? Do you, do you, do you think people who lack confidence have that? Yeah. Look, because so. it's easy to pretend to be confident, right? It's so easy. It really is. But do you think people who um, maybe lack that inner confidence put up this, you know, this this egotistical side? And if they, if they were truly confident, they'd say, hey, dude, can you help me, you know? Because then you're open and you're showing vulnerability. Like, I say all the time to people, I fucking struggle with stuff. I struggle with stuff now sometimes. A lot of it's because I've got sometimes too much on my plate and I'm trying to spin too many things and it's you end up dropping a couple of plates because you're trying to do too much. And I think that's the biggest thing I think I've learned is like, no one's going to criticize you for asking for help. Yeah. And the most important thing is people asking for help. That's one thing I ask people in the mastermind more is like, ask for help more because I don't know how to help you unless you ask. Yep. And my favorite saying, you would have heard me say this a million times, is like a genius doesn't have great answers. He asks great questions yeah. because yeah. the better the question you ask, the better the answer you're going to get. Yeah. And then the more knowledge you're actually going to get the specific to you. So that's the key thing. And your life will only become the sum of the questions you ask mm. of yourself and to other people. And the more you think like that, mm. the further you'll get ahead and the faster you'll get ahead. Yeah. How much do you think that people, I suppose, don't understand what the possibilities out there? They limit their... Uh, what is achieved? I was I was that person, you know. Um, I believe that the most money you can make, the most clients, the most success you can have, the most life of freedom, of abundance, of you know. I don't think people understand what they can achieve, you know, until they're in certain circles. It's unfucking limited, unlimited what you can achieve. It's as much as you want and as hard as you want. But the most important thing is, and this is what I say to people all the time: it's not what I tell you to do; it's what I tell you not to do. Sometimes yeah. because people can go off down the merry-go-round doing something they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. I've had a conversation with you about a few things recently, and it's yeah. like you need to sometimes narrow your vision and focus on two, three things rather than getting distracted. And if you think like where you could be in six to 12 months of really hard-focused work, mm-hmm. if you just focus on one to two things, which comes back to what I spoke about earlier of like writing down my goals every day, that's what's going to get you ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Genuinely. What would you say from your own progression in the industry has been the biggest thing that's helped you? within the industry um i think you know what i think getting more confident um i think like f- for me um a th- th- couple of things number one like i'll always talk about turning around and getting help right that's progressed me massively right number two is taking action right taking fucking action because we can all think about things but i think really kind of working on my own self-development i think you know for me and, and, and people people probably would be surprised like i wasn't the best guy in camera probably still not you know but that was one of the things that kind of helped me to really kind of progress is like getting on YouTube, getting talking, talking the stories and um, engaging with people. Um, it's something I kind of, I, I, not I lacked, I suppose, I just was untrained at it, you know. Um, yeah, just building my own kind of, my, working on myself a little bit more, you know, because like, I had the knowledge, I had the information, um, I knew how to get people in shape. But, you know, it, it's, it's just getting out there a small bit. And I think so many people are stuck in that position where they, they have all this, they have all this 
great ideas and thoughts and they just can't put it out there and you just have to you have to not care what anyone thinks and that was a big thing that actually at the start kind of held me back a little bit maybe careful about what people thought you know now I'm like I don't give a fuck you know you can like me or not but this is what I do and I think that's the important thing is like information without implementation is pointless yeah like you get paid for execution so yeah. in everything in life yeah like it's end results is what anyone gives a shit about so if like you want a successful fitness business all you've got to think about is how do you get clients results if you do that, your business will end up being a success yeah. because of referrals and the results you produce and it's the same with everything in life. Yeah, and that, that's another thing, I suppose. Apart from that, I suppose, it's the, the social proof that the clients that we have worked with. We've had some amazing, you know, amazing transformations that, peep, that you know, people see that, that has accelerated because people see what's possible, you know. Um, people see what's possible and it, it just grows, you know. 100%. Um, in terms of what your plans are for the future, do you think you've been to Dubai for good? Um, do I think I've been to Dubai? For, I, I think I'll always have a foothold in Dubai. I think um, it's busy, you know, it's uh, like 10 years when I'm, when I'm heading for 50. I, I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to have, I, th I think over the next 18 months, what we're going to do is look to buy a property, purchase a property within Dubai. Uh, probably the next 12, yeah, 12 months, I think. Next year, I think I've started looking though, you know, I want to buy a property here and have a foothold here. Um, like home is always ardent for me. You know? Home is always ardent. Um, ideally, I'd love to, to to work between Dubai, Ireland, and maybe Spain. You know, but um, I think for go, like for, like at this moment in time, I can't see like a long term future without Dubai to some degree in it. It has a, an addictive yeah, it has a yeah. addictive nature to it in some respects. Oh, it, it's hard. Like you know, I love going home, and I go home for a week, and I'm like, it's great. You know, I walk down with no earphones on, I hear sheep, tractors. I'm like, this is amazing. And then I'm like, right, I need to get back. I need to get back, you know. Uh, I'm missing out on things. There's so much going on. There's so much going on. And it has an addictive, you know, pull. Yeah, big time. Do you you, you, you see yourself long-term? Uh, yeah, I can't really see where else in the world I do. I would go, yeah. to be honest with you. And it's, I think I'd probably be like spend half the year here, half the year somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but Dubai is a very welcoming place. And I think for everyone, it offers a lot. So I think if you're like an online entrepreneur, it's the amazing. It's like the holy grail of places you can go. So Dubai is... Um, if you have an online fitness business, the best place in the world you can go. You've got no tax. It's amazing collaborations, amazing gym. The weather's insane. Tanned all year. You can be tanned all year. Yeah. Like you've got a reason to be in shape all year because you can go to the beach all year. Mm. Like that's the key thing that's actually going to help you level up is just being in a like the average. What's seen in acceptable in Dubai mm. is much higher, right? So I, oh. I, here I feel like I'm the fucking bottom of the run. Like I need to like yeah yeah yeah. Out. I drive around in my building like parking my car is like Bugatti, oh. like roll like about ten Rolls Royces. I'm like fuck, I need to work a bit harder. And you know that guy's inside, inside there going. Mm. That motherfucker there has got a yacht. What's, yeah. what's he doing? I need, but, but to, I need to get in with this but guy. Sorry, I look out my window and there's fucking super yachts everywhere. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, I'm not doing enough. Yeah, yeah. Or like, I went on my friend Matt's boat the other day and I was like, fuck it. Like, I need to like, I need a boat. Yeah, yeah I, need, I need to pull my finger out. And that's that's what you need is these awakenings oh. of what's possible. And that's what you don't get when you live in the countryside of Surrey or Ireland. You don't. You don't. Do you think? Um, do you think it's easy to lose on yourself here? You get caught up in it. Like, I need a faster car. I need a bigger. Um, I. I actually think it doesn't in some respects because... Do you think you need to be controlled? And because I, I think you you know you're going to end up playing a game you can't win, right? Because like you're never going to be the fucking flex on people in Dubai because yeah. you've got a Lambo, but then someone's got one that's worth a million more or something. So yeah. it's like, you, you're not going to be able to play that game or like everyone's got fucking G-Wagon. So it's... G, that's the thing. g wagon's like a bloody Toyota Corolla. Mm. Everybody has one. If you've got a G-Wagon... Yeah, <laughs> it's... Um, and that's, that's an important thing. I think the final piece I'd give advice for anyone is like, when you start making money, don't be fucking retarded with it. Mm. The most important thing is putting that to use so then it compounds to you. So an interesting story, my 
when I was in the Maldives, I actually made more from investments than I did from my businesses. Did you? Because I had like a lot of rent come in from a property I had. Crypto market went up. Yeah, crypto market went up like shitloads. I had a load of Bitcoin, so it went up like 10, 15% when I was away. I got flame this morning from Coinbase. You get flame. What's that? You gave me like 10,000 pieces of flame. I don't know. I have a lot of popped up my thing. I was like, I'll take it, whatever it is. But, and that's an important thing is like, if you're looking for financial freedom and safety, you need to think about the compounding effect of your money when you put it to use. So yeah. rather than dumping a hundred grand in a supercar, you yeah. put a hundred grand into a property and then that pay you for the rest of the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's sometimes hard to do it here because there's so much going on. There's so many distractions and so many material objects that uh, waste your money with. But And that's where it's about everything in life is about delayed gratification. So with business, the it's like, you can you grind fucking hard, you don't see the reward for a while, and then the reward starts to come. Mm. Then when you have the reward, when you have money, the most difficult thing is not fucking losing the money and spending it straight away. Yeah. So delay gratification of putting that money to work, yeah. and then in five to ten years, you can start spending some of that money. And that's the process where people aren't willing to be patient. Yeah. Do you think people starting are, are very much inclined to um, fall into that trap? 100%. And not, not invest maybe in the mentorship that they need? Or... I, I think that's the biggest mistake. Like, I'll give you a fucking great example. I remember speaking to someone here who's an online fitness trainer, uh, he, he would give it Billy Big Balls about how successful he was. I spoke to him on the phone. Uh, he couldn't afford one month of coaching and the mentorship. And then and then he was worried he's going to have to go back back to the UK because he doesn't have any money. And then the, I looked on the social media the next day and he was in like Buddha Bar spending like 200 quid on a meal. And I was like, this is fundamentally the issue you have. Like you swan around the gym with a Louis Vuitton bag and all this other bullshit, but you don't actually put your money where you need it. the gym it. with a Louis Vuitton bag? Yeah. And it's like, come on, do one. And that's fundamentally where people's principles are wrong because the most powerful thing you can have in life is information like, and knowledge. The more knowledge you have, the more information you have, the yeah. more you'll be able to earn. And the expression is you have to learn to earn. Yeah. The more you learn, the more you earn. It's a vicious cycle of that then accelerating. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's one trap I stayed out of. You know, I always kind of, I suppose when we were coming up through the ranks, I'd always make sure we invest in the right mentorship, the right support system. Even if it meant, you know, pushing everything in. I suppose it, you, you, it pays back, you know, it pays back. And that's, you know, if anyone is thinking, how can I, you know, how can I get further up the line is invest in yourself, your own self-development, mentorship, help, you know, invest in the business, put it all back into the business. I'd be happy to put every cent I have into the hybrid physique project for the next three years if it's going to get me to what I have visualized for it. No problem. And that's the important thing for people to understand is you can learn, I can teach someone one thing <laughs> that you then compoundly earn from that for the next 10 years. Yeah. So what's that worth to you? Yeah. And that's where people aren't willing to do that. Yeah. What would you say to anyone, obviously you've been on the mastermind for a while, mm. uh, who's sitting on the fence about asking for help? Um, if, uh, anyone that's sitting on the fence, you have to get, you have to do it. Like, you ha you, do you want it or not? Like, do you want to progress your business? That It's as simple as that, you know? If anyone's sitting on the fence, if anyone's sitting on the fence, they don't want to, they, they, they don't want to build that business, I believe, you know? Um, I would certainly say that we wouldn't be, like for us, things have absolutely accelerated since last November, since we started working with you. It's a, it's a plug there, but, but genuinely, right? And I, I mean that, right? Things have gone from, you know, third gear to sixth gear um, because we've, you know, because we've reached out, we've, we've, we've invested in help, right? We, we wouldn't be where we are unless we went, unless we got help. That's as simple as that. You know, the mastermind has, has, has pushed us to a next level. It has. Right, and there's no no doubt about that. If somebody's sitting on the fence, it depends. What what are your priorities? It depends what your priorities. If you want to 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 build that business, if you want to live that life of abundance, if you want to have that, you know, ten years time, you know, fifty people working for you, if you want to have a f phenomenal, um, 
you know, business, then you, ha- you have to do it. Like, that'd be great. Like, you know, do it, do it, jump in. You know, best best decision we made. And 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 like I said, without mentorship through the years, not just you know me and yourself, but previous mentors that we worked with, we wouldn't be where we are. That's as simple as that. You know, and I'm exactly the same. You know, I wouldn't. I'd say back in Cork. Success love, success love speed. Like. Success love speed. Do, do, I'll give you an interesting one, actually. Yeah, when we sought our first mentor, we had four clients. That was it. The first four clients, I was like, oh, we need help. So it, it was in the first three or four weeks. I was like, we need help. You know? People wait years and years and years. I'm like, the faster you can fucking do this, the faster you're going to get up there. Success loves speed. And that's what you're doing, is you're buying knowledge to speed to move ahead quicker. Yeah. And, that's, hey, and actually, the more difficult thing is, like, I get to the point now, it's like, not I know everything. I would never say that, but it's yeah. then like... Who knows what I don't know that I need next? And that's then a more difficult thing to then try and yeah. ascertain. Yeah. And that comes down to personal development skills, a lot of that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, go for it, man. Um, no doubt. Awesome. Thank you very much for your Shane, uh, time, Shane. Where's the best place for anyone to find out about you and what you do the hybrid project? Um, so I'm sure this handle will be, will be linked below. I am Shane O'Sullivan on Instagram, um, hy- at Hybrid Physique Project on Instagram. Um, that's pretty much it, yeah. Um, link probably be stuck in, in the end of this. Um, if you want to reach out, what we deal with is building leaner, stronger, more athletic human beings. That's where we are. So if you want to get leaner, more athletic, stronger, you know where we are. Awesome. Thank you. If everyone enjoyed the episode of the Physically Jacked Financial Stack podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave us a five-star review, check out Shane. If you are looking for help to build your online fitness business, drop me a message on Instagram at Charge of the Fitness or at 7 Figure Scaling Systems with Word Scale to find out how we can help you. I'll see you next episode soon.